February 11th, 1980. It was when Kelly Lund's science teacher, Mr. Hansen, asked her the third question in a row that she wasn't able to answer, the one about mitochondria, that Bellamy Marshall passed her a note. Kelly said, um, and swallowed hard to get her dry mouth working when she felt the balled up paper hit her in the leg. She didn't think note at first, though. She thought spitball. Kelly got spitballed a lot. So often, in fact, that she'd once told her mom about it. They throw spitballs at me, she'd said. They laugh at my clothes because they're so cheap. Cheap? Mom had said. Your clothes cover you up where you should be covered, which is more than I can say about those other girls you go to school with. If you want to talk about cheap, Kelly, those girls are what I call cheap. Kelly had made a secret vow never to talk to her mom about school again. So she didn't look at the note when it hit her leg. She ignored it, the way she ignored all the spitballs, the way she ignored so much of what happened to her in school and elsewhere. Ignore it, and it will go away. It worked for most things that hurt, if not all. Mr. Hansen said the thing about mitochondria again, Kelly trying to hang on to the words to mold them into something that made a little bit of sense. But she couldn't. She felt the sun pressing through the classroom windows and the itchiness of her cardigan sweater and the elastic of her peasant skirt cutting into skin. All of those things so much more real than the question. Everyone was watching her. She felt that, too. Miss Lund, Mr. Hansen said. Kelly gazed at the floor. Her eyelids fluttered. She felt herself starting to escape. Miss Lund. For a few seconds, or maybe it was more, Kelly slipped into a dream an actual dream of being seven years old and with her sister again, of sitting cross-legged on their bedroom floor, of sitting knee to knee with Catherine, staring as hard as she could into Catherine's bottle green eyes. Whoever moves first dies. But, but I don't want to die, Catherine. Catherine places a hand on hers. It is warm and dry and calming. Don't be scared, Kelly. You know me. I always move first. Miss Lund, am I keeping you awake? Kelly's eyes flipped open. She heard herself say, no, I'm falling asleep just fine. Oh, no. A strange silence fell over the room, an airless feeling. Mr. Hansen blinked, his jaw tightening. Kelly knew she was supposed to say, I'm sorry, and she started to, but before she could get the words out, everyone started to laugh. It took Kelly a few moments to register that the kids were laughing with her, not at her. That never happened. Her heart beat faster. Her face warmed. Good one, 
said Pete Nickel behind her. Pete, a champion spitball thrower who had never said anything directly to Kelly, ever. Pete, tall and shining blonde and rich, too. The son of the producer of one of Kelly's favorite TV shows, swimmer's hair like white silk. Pete Nickel clapped Kelly on the back, and Mr. Hansen said, Miss Lund, you are on detention. And that made everyone laugh harder. Some even cheered. Kelly turned and ventured a look back at the class, and that's when she saw the balled-up piece of paper on the floor next to her leg, not a spitball. And when she glanced up and toward the next row over, Bellamy Marshall was gesturing at the paper, her silver bracelets jangling. Read it, Bellamy mouthed 